welcome to the Heartbeat for Hire podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Dowd. My goal is to help train leaders and sales organizations how to manage and deliver results with empathy, compassion, and kindness. Let's get started. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Heartbeat for Hire. I could not be more excited to bring on my guest today. Samantha McKenna is CEO of Sam Sales Consulting. She's an award-winning sales leader, brand ambassador for LinkedIn, LinkedIn sales insider, angel investor, board member, and highly sought after speaker. With more than 65,000 LinkedIn followers, Sam has inspired sales professionals with her tangible sales tips and actionable advice used daily by executives and teams alike. Sam has been named, buckle up, a top 50 women in revenue, top 25 women in revenue, top 20 women in sales leadership, appears as one of the faces of LinkedIn sales navigator marketing campaigns, and has been named a top 10 LinkedIn sales star several times over. She's dedicated to shining a light on her trademark, show me you know me, which we are going to talk about, and give first mantras, and together with her team has raised over $50,000 for charity in both 2021 and 2022 with the innovative Sam Sales Show Me You Know Me charity event. And guys, I had to pair this down. So it's so Oh, good to have you here, Sam. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Needless to say, please send caffeine, you guys. Thank you for, thanks for the warm, warm welcome. It's so nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just such a treat to have you here. Oh. So for those that don't know your greatness, would you do us the honor and give us some of your background? Sure. Uh, so I'm originally from Switzerland. I moved to the States when I was five. I've been in enterprise sales for my entire career, almost 16 years at this point. Um, I served maybe six, seven years as an individual contributor. Then I went into leadership, ultimately executive leadership, got recruited to LinkedIn, the holy grail for me of all places to work for. And then I sought the ultimate challenge, starting your own business, which is the scariest thing on the planet to do, by the way, right? Um, but we <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, but we are an all women team of about 11, um, of exactly 11. And we've been in business for about four years and we do everything under the sun, sales training, LinkedIn trainings, speaking all over the place and about everything in between. So thanks for, thanks for having me on. It's oh my gosh. To be here. It's, a, it's a total treat. And I'm just going to be picking your brain like crazy. Oh. So obviously right behind you is show me, you know me, which you are known for, and it is trademarked. This is one of my favorite sales techniques. Would you share what it is for the audience? You know, it's so funny. I always have to give credit um, to Lee Hakoa. And so Lee is one of my mentors from forever ago. And I, I probably about 10 years ago, we were on the call, we were strategizing about a deal. And he said, you know, you've got to show your clients, you know them, use a little show me, you know me. And I was like, ding, ding, so ding. catchy. I know. And so I started to say it and use it. And then eventually we built a whole you know, training around it. And I was like, I have to trademark this. And he's like, you got to tell people where I came from. And I was like, Shh, don't tell anyone. Um, but it's to me, it's so impactful because it's really the art of showing our buyers, our clients, our people on our team, the people that, that report to us that we know them, that we care about them, not only as buyers and the budget holders that they are, but as the human beings that they are. And this is impactful from the very first email you send all the way to when you've had somebody on your team for 10 years, you've had them as a client for 20 years. How do you know them? What do you know about them? Again, in their in, in their you know life goals and what they want to do, but also in their personal life and outside of that, there's so much that we can do to do our research on people and just invest in them in a different way. What a great way to stand out. 
So you are a storyteller like me and I collect stories and I have so many of your stories that I retell all the time, but you told <laughs> a story last week and it was about, um, you had moved to DC, you were new to the area and you really wanted to get in with this one executive that you were trying to sell to. Will you share that story? Yeah. So we, I had a, a relatively large client, right. And we were doing little SOWs left and right, little statement of work here, a little statement of work there. We could just never seem to get that one big MSA, the team loved us. They could just never convince the executive director to give us time. And I was like, how am I going to do this? So finally, I just used a little, you know, I don't know, creativity. And I saw she was speaking at a conference. I asked for permission to expense ticket. It went, listen to her at the conference here in DC. She spoke, everybody did the Q&A. I waited, right? I always guiding everything in sales and leadership from a manners first approach. So I waited until the Q&A was done. Everybody had finished their questions. And then I walked up to her and I introduced myself. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. I've never gotten back to you. I know we're, you know, we have to schedule time. It's just not a priority for us right now. So I think most reps would have probably just kept pushing, et cetera, right? We're just trying to prove value in a different way. And instead I said, can I just ask you a question? Um, your hair is exceptional. She was blonde. I'm a blonde in quotation marks, I'm a blonde. Um, but I said, I just moved to DC. I still haven't found, you know, anybody to do my hair. And for you blondes, Lindsay, you know this. It's oh, tough, right? It's, it's hard. hard. Oh my gosh. Um, I know it sounds so vain, but it's hard. And so I said, um, I have a suggestion, you know, could we uh, find time if I, let's say book our next appointment together, I'd be happy to pick up the tab if you'd be willing to give me some time to talk about how we can help you. And I think it was really one, just, you know, genuinely complimenting her. I wasn't, you know, it was authentic. But I think the other thing is just meeting our buyers where they are. You have to think about as we go up the food chain for our buyers, they are so busy back to back to back all day. And so how do we meet them where they are? How do we find them at a networking event they're already going to? How do we say, you know, what kind of exercise do you do? Do you want to do a hike together? Do you want to do a soul cycle class together? Would you like to meet on a Saturday morning instead of me bugging you, you know, on a weeknight to take you away from your family? Meet your buyers where they are, get a little creative, right? So we had, as I told the story, we had about a $700 cost per lead, which resulted, I didn't say in the post, but almost $400,000 of business. Now, we had about a million on the line, but almost $400,000 of business just from that one creative idea. I love that story. And you don't just do show me, you know me with your clients. You do show me, you know me with your team. And yeah. um, I I love some of the practices you put in place and leadership. I mean, I am on this earth to change leadership as we know it. That is my oh. goal. And so I love when people share stories about how they impact their employees and I think you do so many things, but one of the things I loved and one of the stories you told, and you could tell whatever you want, but I, I love the story that you told um, about someone was on maternity leave and what, and maybe it wasn't you, but it, you told the story anyway, it was what they did for that person. Um, and you, do you want to share that? I, I don't remember the maternity leave story, but I can talk about a few of the other ones. Yeah. Like I think, the, you know, the, the thing to me that's so important is that we take the time to get to know our people. And I think like so many leaders just kind of shy away from that. We're busy. We, we really, at the end of the day, we want to just get our work done. We want to move on. We want to get our forecast call. We want to do all that. But we have to invest in our people. We have to build relationships with them, right? And of course, there's a line, can't get too friendly, can't, whatever. But who are they? Who are their spouses, right? Who are their partners? Who are their kids? Who are their docs? You know, do they have a poppy long sausage, um, like uh, you know, this? at home, right? Like, oh, <laughs> 
Stop it. She's sound asleep. Oh my gosh. But what do we, what do we know about these people and how can we do special things for them? Right. How do we just even know that things are happening in their life one way or the other? So I'll say like a couple of things. Um, one just recently, one of our one of our uh, team members was saying how she wants to get back into working out, and she was like, "I haven't worked out in so long." She's like, "I wouldn't even know what to wear. I would just show up in kind of like a schlubby old man T-shirt and shorts." So I sent her just a little pair of leggings, and I was like, "Whether you know, literally calling it thirty dollars of spend," um, and just said, "You know, whenever the time is right, whether you want to wear these at the house or not, just a little something to encourage you." Mm-hmm. Or somebody else gave up a Friday night to take a call with us. Um, it was late on their side. Um, our client. I was on the West coast. And so she said, I'm, I'm chugging gin and tonic in a can, which is a thing in the UK yeah. um, as to, to help keep me company on this call. So I sent her a replacement, right. To just say, thanks for, thanks for giving us your time again, relatively no money. Um, but then I think also just sending little cards of care, you know, our, Someone else on our team just went through something, um, got dis- a very exciting news for their family, but disappointing news for them as it means the family's moving away from, from being close by and just sending a little card to say, you know, here's something to cheer up. Now, this will probably happen before she hears this, but I also have a plan to send her flowers the week um, that they depart. She's going to need something to cheer her up. And I'll tell you, like, just showing your people that you see them and you care about them. Like, let's let's say as our small business, let's say we maybe spend $2,500 on that this year, right? Like the impact across 11 people, I guess 10 minus me, is huge. Well, I, I love all of those examples. And I think leaders really need to embrace that more often. And when you're coming from this heart-centered leadership place, yeah. you know, I argue some people call it soft skills. I call them power skills. I think they are leadership tenets and something that everyone needs to do. And the maternity story was, um, maternity leave story was, Someone went out on maternity leave and instead of saying, hey, you know, can you tell us how you did, blah, blah, blah. They just sent a note saying, I just wanted you to know we were thinking of you. I know you're probably going through so much right now. We don't need anything, but we we miss you. And I mean, when you think about you just gave birth, your life is upside down. You are not (laughs) sleeping. You probably don't look your best. You are coping and you get this lovely note saying that we're thinking of you. I mean, that is like so impactful. And I just, I love practices like this. And I think the days of that intimidation and aggression and, you know, uh, domineering leadership style, uh, they are going by the wayside. I sure hope they are, but more stories we can share like this lets people understand how creative they can be. And let's even think about just the, another angle on that maternity story. You just reminded me of something, but even just saying, sending a note to say, we were thinking about you today. We had to laugh. We used one of your tactics. We said one of your lines, et cetera. We all miss yeah. you, et cetera. Because I think even sometimes, right, we talk about how few people take the full vacation that they have accessible right. to them. But sometimes we go on vacation and we're like, we're panicked to go because we're like, what if they figure out? They can do it without me, that they don't yeah. need me. So when you're out on maternity leave for two, three, four, hopefully longer months, right? When you do that, just to know that you're missed, you don't even have to answer something, right? There's no question that's being asked, but that your team is thinking of you and you matter. Come on, right? It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's so true. I mean, I, we could spend the entire conversation on just this, but you have so much expertise to offer. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk LinkedIn for a second. Yeah. For anybody that hasn't judged their profile in a while, which yeah. is a lot of people and especially executives, I know because I see it. Um, what are three things that they should do immediately to up their game? I'm going to I'm going to 
uh, break the rules and go with four, if that's okay. Go, so one, one little mini one. Um, number one, click on your picture on your LinkedIn profile and then click on the little visibility, visibility eyeball that pops up from there. When you click on that, just make sure it's set to all LinkedIn members or public. So that means that anybody that sees your posts or your comments will be able to see your face. I think sometimes people just don't even know that they have this setting that's set differently. And then it's just a great cartoon. Nobody wants to see a great cartoon. Show them where you are, right? right. Um, number two, I would say your pro, your LinkedIn profile headline. So change this from just being sales at, et cetera, or partner at this law firm, et cetera. What do you do? What challenge do you solve? Now, you might hear that and then look at my LinkedIn profile and say, but Sam, <laughs> you're says CEO at Sam Sales. So you literally do the opposite of what you just told us. The only reason I do that is because Sam Sales does have some notoriety on LinkedIn. So I want to make sure people know it's me. But other than that, you look at everything else I write. It has what the challenges we solve, what you can lean on us for, what expertise we have. And it has a little bit of personality there too, Yes. yes. right? You need that. Show people that you're human. Now, it doesn't, mine's funny, right? It says an overly enthusiastic, which yep. I always say is more of a warning than anything else. Um, but add something there, right? Do you have a record for how many books you read over the summer when like, you know, reading books for Pizza Hut, personal pan pizzas was a thing? Something like that, right? Is there something that you can say that's kind of just unique and humanizes you? And say third, your about section, take a look at mine, right? Three distinct sections, tell a story, talk about your expertise, and then talk about who you are outside of the office. Even if you are a super private person, just think about a couple of things that you'd be a-okay with if the entire world you knew knew that you loved at cheese or that you scuba dove or scuba dived um, or things like that. And then finally, I think the really important part is recommendations. Now, this makes people antsy. And if you actually go to our website, samsalesconsulting.com, look in the resources and then search for this article, LinkedIn recommendations, ugh, do I have to? Yes, you have to. But if you look at that, it'll give you everything to do, who to ask, how to ask, what medium to ask, what you should write, all that jazz. Because no matter who you are, no matter what your title is, here's what we're looking to do. We want to draw people into your profile with your picture and your headline. We want to get them to read your about section and say, I want to do business with this person, but does anybody recommend that I do that? And then get them to look at your recommendations and see that you've got them packed on over the course of time and that they basically all say the same thing, which means that's your brand. That's who they are. I'll add to that too. And a great way for recommendations or a great way to get recommendations is to give recommendations. Yeah, I coach a lot of people go out, give three unsolicited recommendations this week for people you've respected, you've worked for people that have worked for you or clients that you had a great experience with or a friend. And when you do that unsolicited, first of all, if you're the recipient of such a recommendation, you're delighted, you're overjoyed, you might even cry, but it means so much. And then you immediately will give one back because that is the right thing to do. So totally. it's a I love great that. way to get recommendations. And, and you I- said, what a kind, what a kind surprise to get when you get that email, you're like, wait, what? And then you get to read something nice about you. That's so great. Well, the thread going through this entire conversation is all about like moments of kindness and moments mm-hmm. of recognition and and seeing people for where they are and um, calling them out for the good. I think that's yeah. just so important and so necessary. So um, what kinds of things does Sam Sales offer? So from a, from a business perspective, we do about every sales training under the sun, right? So we think about the BDRs, the business development reps, all the way up to the frontline managers, and sometimes the second line managers and on up. Um, we're sales methodology agnostic, right? So you, anybody in sales has heard of things like spin selling, Miller Hyman, things like that. 
those are all kind of the bricks of your of your sales process. We're the mortar, if you will. We're the nitty gritty. Like, how do you connect with somebody? How do you write a great email? What do you do when they ghost you, but you still want to meet them? All that super fun stuff. Trade on everything on LinkedIn. We also rewrite sales sequences for a lot of really big companies. So if you have ever gotten really terrible sales emails, call us, send them to us, et cetera. We will help them. Um, and then outside of speaking, one other really cool thing that um, that we do is we build brands for executives on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, so really big names at some really big companies. Um, we've got a celebrity client as well, which is super cool. Um, entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, et cetera. Um, chief communications officers and operating officers of 20,000 person companies, SVPs at big social media networks. Uh, I'll just leave it there. Um, but just really cool stuff because we know this um, and it's just the coolest thing because we get to interview people, hear their stories, just like yeah. we're doing here. Um, we do we do a lot. Like I said, send caffeine. <laughs> I love it. And all these things are, are so amazing. And you do a lot of free stuff too. You have lots of free webinars. Mm-hmm. You give LinkedIn tips. Your, your stories are always great on LinkedIn. So if you're not following Sam, you should. Um, mm-hmm. But you also do these um, once a month, these women... Yeah forums where everybody gets to engage. And I, I love that you do that. I think there's um there's this this hashtag that we just, I'm sure other people use it, but that we use all the time and, and create it called um, Because We Can. Mm-hmm. And we really think about that. Like how much can we give away? People ask us, you know, why do you give all your content away? Because yeah. we can. If you want to hire us, you'll hire us. If you can't afford to hire us, we're going to get to impact you. Yeah. Um, we also give all of our content away for free to any anyone that's in a military spouse in the military that was in the military 400 years ago and would still like to take advantage of that. Um, and transitioning teachers. Teachers. Uh, my best friend's a teacher and man, my, what they give to, to our, our communities and our students and our kids. Um, so, you know, we love, we love to just do that as well. And, you know, just do things because we can, and because we can set a bar, right. Of how to be different. We even do this for our employees. We have um, unlimited PTO. We close for two weeks at the end of the year. We closed for a week over 4th of July. And as we were just looking over our um, three-day weekends, um, and looking at federal holiday, holidays, we realized that there's three months that don't have federal holidays in them. So we're like, why not just have a three-day weekend every single month? Ugh. Because we can, right? Because we can. And, and you think about impact and morale, something to look forward to, how to retain talent, right? It, well, all, it just, all pays off. You just hit the nail on the head with retaining talent. I mean, those little moments of giving back mean so much to people. And I love when I hear people saying, do you know what my company's doing? They're giving us every Friday off in July. My they gosh. love to talk about that. Like, <laughs> whatever that is, that is so meaningful and so impactful. And it's not that much money for the company. Right. To do. right. And it makes such a ripple effect on their happiness. It changes it from just a job to working for a company they respect and maybe a career that they love. And um, you're you're almost forcing that productivity for your employees, right? Instead of kind of spreading the workout slowly over the course of five days, they're packing it in, right? They can run hard. And then three day, I mean, tell me, is there anything more glorious than a three day weekend, right? No, I, mean, I would oh. like it to be normalized for everybody. The best. <laughs> I mean, we all need it. The so best. for a leader that is struggling with engagement mm-hmm. um, and how we know this is generally your team calls are real quiet. Um, mm-hmm. But for a leader who's struggling that way, and maybe they didn't ever have a leader to model after, can you offer some tips on things they could do to help improve that for their team? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd say a few things. One, again, not underscoring the importance of getting to know your team member, right? Just spending some time, even just think of one thing you can do to um, better yourself here is to think of active listening. So one of my old bosses who I, I adore, but terrible at building relationships. He would always say, how was your weekend? And I'm like, oh, it was great. Bop, 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 bop. And then it'd be like, cool. What's your forecast? And I was like, I'm okay. So just think about this for one second, ask a question, get the answer, and then dive in a little bit deeper, share a story, be vulnerable yourself about, you know, maybe you've had a bad weekend. Tell your person you had a bad weekend, right? Like be vulnerable. I think the other thing is you start to build those relationships is think about one or two things that other people on the team can talk about to help with that engagement. And I say that, especially in a digital age, because even if we know our team really well, and even if they know each other, if they're typically quiet, they're always looking probably for somebody else to help break the ice, to make it a little bit more comfortable to speak first. So delegate one or two people and say, I'd like you to speak first. I'd like you to talk about this. You had a really great strategy. Let them highlight the good that's going on, right? Get other people talking, help build morale in those those uh, those threads. And then they'll be more apt to talk on the team meetings as well, because those are awkward. Now, if you're doing that and you still can't get engagement, right? Then we've got another thing to talk about, but <laughs> hopefully that's a, that's a good start to get them going. I agree. And those are all parts of my methodology that I teach. So um, spot on with, with all of those points. I think leveraging recognition is such an underutilized practice and uh, you do it so, so well. Um, but I love to recognize people who support other teams. Like if they're the people that help you get your contracts processed, or they're the people that get your POs processed, like bring them onto the team call, celebrate them in front of everybody. It changes how they're going to respond to everything you do moving forward. And it's a, being a generous leader. So I, I love that. Um, okay. So here's a question for you. What yeah. inspires you? Oh, um, you know, I think it's, this is going to be just the saddest thing, but I, I honestly just like helping others, um, and doing good. Like I, I'm, I gotta tell you just the saddest story. Um, I am somebody this is, I've never told this story before. I'm somebody that when an ambulance or a fire truck is behind me and you do your, your, your normal duty of pulling over, I start to cry and I start to cry because I'm like, look at all these people coming together to do good and get yeah. somebody. I'm going to tear up telling you, this is the saddest thing, no, but I'm I think that that inspires me like working working hard or going above and beyond to do good for someone else is great like all um you know we raised a ton of money for charity but like people will ask me to be on people i've never met will ask me to pick their brain or to do something for free and so what i always respond with now is to say i'd be happy to i can't entertain every request um if you'd be willing to do a donation to our charity or send a gift card to one of my teacher friends i'd be happy to do it and this is the coolest thing. So I'll call out for Neil Weitzman just did this. He asked me to be on. I said, would you send a gift card to my best friend? She's a teacher. And he was like, in a heartbeat. He sent her a hundred dollars and she texted me and was like, what is this? And this yeah. yeah. And he just said, Sam's doing something really good for us. So we're doing something really good for you. Oh, I'll oh. do that. All, I'll do that all day long. Right. Like the, just the best feeling. And I think when you can do things like that to better someone other than yourself, like there's no, to me, there's nothing that tops that. I agree. And you made me tear up. I think, that's oh. <laughs> but I'm, I'm the same. And I love, especially when I see kids helping other kids and oh. like, that's always feel good goosebump. But oh, I'm like, you, I, there was the, the middle schooler with the bus. Did you just see that? No. What was that? Oh my God. 
uh, it's really funny. The parents, the parents of this middle schooler refused to give him a phone. And he was like, oh, my friends have phones. Something medically related happened to the bus driver. And because the the child wasn't the teen, the middle schooler wasn't on his phone, he saw and he ran. You can see the camera. See this. And he's he's Not saving, he's saving, he's saving the bus. I'm like, that poor kid's never gonna get a cell phone. His parents are never. like, see? see? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully all the other parents are like, nobody be on their phones. <laughs> But that is just like, oh, my, my heart, like it stretches and hurts in the best way. Oh, I love it. Love it. Um, so here's another one for you. And you're already so deep in this, but what would you like your legacy to be? Well, I will, I will say one, like one thing, uh, I talk about this, my, my husband a lot. He's like, you talk about your funeral a lot. And I'm like, I just want to make sure it goes really well. Um, when I want to be, I want to be roasted at my funeral. Um, I want people to tell the most embarrassing stories about things that happened with me. And I think that's part of my legacy is like, don't take yourself too seriously, right? Like be someone who really just, can I curse, gives a shit about you other curse. humans. Go ahead. Be someone who gives a shit about others, who puts yourself not last, but puts others first a lot, um, who is generous and who can just laugh at themselves and not take themselves too seriously. Like, I think that's it. That was generous that I really cared about other people. And hopefully, like my profile says that I, I would walk through fire to make you laugh. And hopefully I did make people laugh. Yeah, you do. And your your stories and your self-deprecating humor is always <laughs> spot on. But that's, I think, also a tenet of great leadership and yeah. knowing when you've got it wrong, not being afraid to talk about it. And, you know, I talk a lot about celebrating failure. And yeah. I'm not going to like throw a parade because you screwed up. But when you can say, yeah, we got this wrong, but what can we do to get it right the next time? How do we learn from this? I think it's so important to admit you don't know everything. We're all yeah. still learning, no matter how good you are at something. And I don't know why we believed that when you became a leader, you had to have all the answers. Who no. has all the answers? No. And I think, I think it like, it comes from that insecurity perspective as well. Of like, if you don't have all the answers, then why are you in this role, right? You're in yeah. this role because somebody saw potential in you and yeah. we're all growing no matter what level of the C-suite or how many 30 years of experience or something that we're growing in. I will say there's nothing more powerful, right? If you are a second or a third line manager, go to a frontline manager, go to a top performing individual contributor and say, you seem to do this really well. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's the way to respond to difficult conversation, whatever. I'd love to learn from you. Like, how'd you learn to be so good at this? You will knock that person off their chair because you're asking, instead of having all the answers, you're saying, let me capitalize. And let me also just say, oh my gosh celebrating failures, right? We have a, we have a channel called Oopsie Poopsie, um, very maturely, uh, here at Sam Sale, that's a Slack channel. And we celebrate our failures. We celebrate the things that, you know, we, we own up to it. And I think there's something about that vulnerability that can be disarming to people. I think it can also be uncomfortable for people who haven't been in that environment, who are protective and, maybe not quite so secure, you know, in their standing or who they are. Um, it can be very uncomfortable. I, I said this um, with one of our team members the other day, I, I publicly celebrated her, her miss of sending something to a client when she said she would, but then the way that she responded, right. And she took full accountability. She fell on her sword. And then the person took some time to respond and then said, now it's my turn to apologize. And I'm like, just think about that, right? Like that, the impact you made everybody else would just defend themselves. So yeah. Why not? We're human. We're going to make mistakes. I don't care that you made the mistake. I care that we don't hopefully make it again. Yeah. Well, what did we learn? How did we, how do we not 
repeat it. Yeah, I think that's that's brilliant. Okay, so what parting words do you have for other sales leaders of impressive ways or important ways they could make a big impact today? I think what I would say again for for your team specifically, like if you can think of creative ways to celebrate them, creative ways to do things for them that they, you know, that have often been overlooked. It can also be so simple as just knowing the name of their partner or their spouse. Um, I cannot always remember every single person's dog and child and whatever, but I keep notes so I can quickly look. I'd sooner die than say your husband. I want to make sure that uh, I've got that name, but then think of creative stuff. Um, I, I'll just tell you a quick story. Um, this great person on my team, really, really close to their family, always with them on the weekends. Um, and when we were going to promote her, what we I did is I reached out to her family and I said, we're going to promote her. I want to plan a surprise. So when the one-on-one I got um, everybody to be on blue jeans. That's what we were using at the time, but um, got everybody to be on blue jeans, had the TV cut off, um, asked somebody to come in for my tea and pretend they were fixing something. So they come in, interrupt our one-on-one. And uh, um, he's like, can I just change something on the TV real quick? And I'm like, can you believe this guy interrupting our meeting? I'm like the audacity. And then turned on the TV and her family uh, was on the blue jeans. And she was like, what's happening? And her family was like, you're getting promoted. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And it's just like, I'll never forget that ever. Right. And there are small things you can do. If somebody is trying to, you know, own a home or raise money for a charity or run a 5k for the first time, what can you do to just say, I see you outside of what you contribute to our business. And I'm trying to think of what I can do to, to show you that. Oh, I I actually had a boss do that for me Um, and she was amazing. And she, I was, I was trying to get this job and it was a really big job. And um, she knew it was my birthday weekend and my parents oh. were in town and, um, I said, Hey, you know, how's it going? I know it's Friday and thanks for, you know, taking time. Do you have any news? She's like, yes. And I need you to go tell your family that you just got promoted. Now get the hell out of here and go. Oh. And I was like, what? what? I came in and of course I was all forlorn pretending I didn't get it. I'm like, no, there's no <laughs> news. And I'm like, except that I got so it turned our dinner into like this great celebration. Oh, it was just, is that so nice? The best, yeah, the best feeling. Oh, I love it. But those moments, I mean, this is the advice I give to everybody. If you've ever been part of a team that was like firing on all cylinders and everybody loved being together and you related to people, what was it about yeah. that? And yeah. how can you replicate that? Because those feelings are so special and you may never have had a really great leader, but you know what that feeling was. So how yeah. do you get that again? And, and for I those of you that haven't, oh my God, follow Sam. <laughs> Come work, come work for us as we as we continue to grow. Right. I, I, I will just cl- close out to say that too. Like you also, you'll never forget the ones that that miss those things for you, right? Oh. So I remember winning a big deal, getting a, a bottle of champagne. I'd been working for somebody for 18 months and they said something for you and your significant other to enjoy. And I'm like, could you just take two seconds to ask my peers or just write his name down, right? And I thought it was, I'll never, I'll never forget it. I still have the champagne. I actually haven't, I haven't had it yet. It's been, it's been a minute. Um, yeah. That'll be a unique celebration when you open that one. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sam, this has been such a joy. How can people find you? Uh, samsalesconsulting.com. Come say hello on LinkedIn. Sign up for our newsletter. Come to our webinars. As you said, we give so much away for free. We would love to have you more the merrier for the positive impact we can make. You do guys. If you're not following Sam, you are missing out. Mm -hmm. This has been such a treat. Thank you so much for being a guest and guys, Mm -hmm. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Heartbeat for Hire. Stay tuned for more. Take care. Thanks for listening to Heartbeat for Hire. If you like what you hear, I'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave a five-star review. To keep the conversation going, you can find me on Insta or at LinkedIn at Lindsay Dowd, H4H. Or you can reach me at my website, heartbeatforhire.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.